Welcome, everybody. Yeah, my name's Steve Good, and thank you for joining me on Pool Deck, the podcast that talks all things in and around the aquatic recreation industry. Today's topic is a real game changer in our industry. It's the buzzword that's circulating the internet, the news at the moment, and that's AI, artificial intelligence. AI is sort of really moving in leaps and bounds at the moment. It's in the news. Uh, Google's released uh, Google Gemini, Samsung phones are putting it onto their sort of Galaxy phones. Um, so AI is certainly, um, it's been around for a little while, but it's really moving forward and uh, really changing the way we do things. Now, our guest is Daniel Mulvey. Now, he's the general manager for Linux Site, uh, which is a drowning prevention system used in swimming pools to assist in supervision. Thank you for joining me on Pool Deck, Dan. Thanks, Steve. It's great to be here. Um, now we met up at the uh, the conference uh, drowning conference here in Perth uh, later uh, last late last year, and we also met up uh, earlier this year. And I had a a privilege of uh, going around, and Dan took us on a bit of a tour on one of their facilities in Melbourne um, that sort of introduced uh, the AI and Linux site into the uh, the pool system to help sort of lifeguards. And I think that's a uh, one thing that's really going to change our industry. But before we sort of get into the actual program itself or the actual uh, AI and the, the technology. Uh, we're just going to get a little bit of history about you, Dan. Can you give us a bit of a background of uh, where you've come from, what are you sort of doing now, and uh, maybe some hobbies or interests that you've got? Yeah, sure. No, look, uh, I suppose my, my background is really from an operational standpoint. So um, I was lucky enough to uh, be able to start my own leisure management business at the age of 19. Um, and, uh, you know, had a couple of business partners and we, we grew those businesses quite, uh, quite significantly over, you know, the past, I feel very old when I say this, but the past 22 <laughs> years. Um, but, uh, so, you know, I, I really do come from, from the, you know, I've got chlorine in my blood as, as a lot of people say, uh, you know, I was a swimmer when I was younger, uh, still enjoy swimming now, probably not as much. Um, but, uh, but definitely, um, you know, still, still within the, you know, within the sport. So it's, it's good. But, um, yep. you know, as you, as you mentioned, you know, AI technology is, is coming leaps and bounds. And, you know, from, from my background, uh, it certainly is a game changer. Um, you know, we've employed, you know, thousands of staff over the years and, um, you know, we've now got technology that that's available that can support these, these teams. So it's fantastic. Sure. And what, what, what sort of, if you weren't doing this and you weren't on the podcast today, what, what would you prefer to be doing? What, what's your hobbies and interests? Look, I, I've, I've taken a bit of a, bit of a liking to golf, to be honest. Um, I think the years of playing footy and uh, the body getting a bit older and a bit sore, um, I think I'll leave that to the young guys. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's probably where, look, I wouldn't probably say I'd rather be there. Right now I'm sitting sitting at a, a leisure centre, uh, you know, and it, it, as, as I said, I've, I've been born and bred uh, in aquatic facilities. So, um, you know, it's quite nice to actually be sitting here. 
Oh, that's, um, I think we've all got a, uh, as we get older, we've all, everyone sort of partially goes towards the, the, the golf. I think it's, uh, <laughs> if it's, you're not doing it all the time, you're always at the, the beck and peril of that little white ball, um, chasing it around <laughs> and, uh, um, yep, and often not on the fairways, uh, more <laughs> in the bushes than, uh, on, on the, on the fairways. But, uh, I certainly, um, certainly I certainly uh, see a lot of trees, mate. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And that's so. We mentioned uh, Linux site, so uh, you're the general manager there at Linux. So can you give us, uh, our listeners, uh, a little bit of insight about what it is and, uh, you know, what, what, what's its purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Look, Linksite is, you know, it, it's a, it falls into the trap of the buzzword of 2024 now. I, I used to say 2023, but, um, but you know, it is a buzzword, and, and I think it's really defining what AI means, Um but essentially for, for us at Linksight, it's, it's a drowning prevention system. So it's a camera-based system that, uh, that uses um, a very sophisticated algorithm to identify human behavior that's what we call atypical. Um, you know, it's not normal. Uh, it's, you know, people in distress. Um, and what the system is doing is looking for, you know, those trends and those behaviors to send signals and alerts to, to a, basically a, a, a lifeguard tool um, that, the, that the lifeguards wear on their wrist. That, and, and, you know, if you, think about, if you think about where AI fits now, you know, if, if you think about any camera that you see in the streets, in shopping centers, you can pretty much guarantee that they have some sort of AI or machine learning or some algorithm in there that, that's, um, you know, that's, that's operating. We've never really had it uh, in that in that sense in in our industry before, and I think the biggest barrier to that has been the ability to collect data. And when we talk about data in this space, it's you know we've got to we've got to look at people in their swimmers, we've got to look at you know people you know in in an aquatic environment. So it is um, it's always been very difficult to um, sort of break those barriers, but um, you know our system uh, uses all unidentified data. Uh, so we, you know, we, there's no recognition of, of the individual, um, and we've been able to, to build the algorithm to, to look at their behavior. So, yeah, so that's really sort of changed uh, a bit to obviously what we've always seen in the movies with these, um, scientific things by facial recognition and satellites beaming down and being able to sort of point out people and, you know, find out where they are and, and that, so this is more about sort of, uh, recognizing, you know, sort of individuals, as you mentioned, sort of in distress and looking for those sorts of data points rather than, you know, sort of facial recognition in that sort of privacy sort of area, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, 100%. You know, there's no way um, through the system that you can determine someone's facial features and things like that. It's, it's you know, we've, we've had a new release, which was, uh, you know, we might talk about a bit later, but um, it now recognises body parts. So it's able to recognise arms uh, and head and differentiate that. But other than that, you, there's, no, there's no way to recognise somebody's, um, you know, key features, I suppose. Yeah, so th th this is certainly not, I mean, I suppose the technology has advanced, um, but it's certainly not new to our industry. We've had uh, companies come through Poseidon um, with other sort of uh, similar things, and they, they're an underwater uh, camera uh, recognition. There's a, so a few others out there, and the, but there's not just uh, down to cameras, is there? Is is this technology around sort of helping the lifeguard or helping uh, recognise a, a drowning person through wristband? 
fans or um, even in the home environment with the, the detection of waves if something, you know, fell into the pool. Um, it's all sort of building around that, isn't it? Is that using um, an assistance in, in technology to help us sort of keep those um, areas safe? Yeah, I mean, you know, you're right. There, are, there are other systems um, that that do similar, you know, do a similar uh, service. Um, and I guess where the differentiator for for Linksight is that it's now looking at human behaviour. So it's not it's not waiting for someone to be submerged before alerts are triggered. It's all about prevention. Um, you know, and with a lot of the data, where I mean. Linksight operates globally, so it's not just isolated to Australia. So, you know, drowning uh, in its six stages is universal. So, you know, we're now able to recognize early stages of drowning and what that's starting to look like from a behavior point of view. Um, you know, and that and that's really significant. Uh, that's a really significant leap, I suppose, in the technology. Um, you know, it's it's you know that that's where this these things are heading. You know. Yeah, yeah. Now, we've got a lot of regional facilities uh, here in Western Australia. Now, predominantly what they've done down thing, if they're trying to be proactive in helping a single operator, a lot of the facilities were putting in CCTV and that's that, that closed circuit TV. Um, give us a bit of a description about the differences between what sort of Linksight and the CCTV sort of uh, systems are and, and how do they differentiate? Yeah, sure. So the, the beauty with Linksight is it, it is just using existing or, or it's using a standard CCTV stream, uh, which brings that back to, back to basically a server. Uh, now built within that server is all the brains of the system. So the algorithms, it's, you know, where, where all the, the computing happens, uh, the smarts basically. So, you know, the beauty is we, we can tap into a, a standard live stream um, and bring that back to the server and then, and then it analyzes the data and then it, it sends alerts to lifeguards via a smartwatch, um, which tells them, you know, where the person is that's in distress, uh, how, how long they've been in distress. Um, you know, they're able to, you know, take, we take a snapshot of, of that person. Uh, so the lifeguards know exactly where to go, what they're looking for and how long the incident's been taking place. So, you know, the difference between, you know, the Linksight system and a standard CCTV is essentially the brain. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, there's the cameras themselves are no, there's no, nothing special, uh, off the shelf standard camera. It's really the algorithm and the brain of the system where it's doing the processing. Yeah, because the, the CCTV, it's, it's pretty much just, just giving you a visual and, that, and that's it, isn't it? You know, so that's right. you, you'd have to sort of be manning that all the time, watching that all the time, like you sort of see in the movies with the, the shopping mall sort of, you know, guards sitting in front of their TV, just constantly watching um, if anything's going on, which is, you know, not really productive about a single operator. They're not actually out there um, on pool deck. And uh, if they do miss something on, on the TV, then it's not going to alert them. Exactly right. And, you know, uh, the challenges of a single operator, you know, manning the kiosk and reception and customer service and lifeguards and plant room, it's real. So, you know, that they are real challenges. And, um, you know, these systems and, and particularly Linksight is um, it's built specifically as a layer of protection. It's just another set of eyes. If you think about it like that, another set of eyes that is analyzing everybody that's in the water, um, you know, something that a human can't do in real time. 
So this is the beauty of technology. And, you know, we embrace it every day using tech, using phones and computers. Uh, now we're, now we've, we're just uh, blessed to be able to have this in the aquatic industry. So that sort of leads us into our next sort of topic for conversation now. You hear it a lot, um, robots is coming to take over the world. Um, you know, they're going to control us. Um, and if we put these in place, we're not going to have any lifeguards left. That, you know, that's sort of a, a bit of a, a myth that, you know, hopefully you can debunk today. Um, and that sort of give us the reason why. Why, why is it not going to replace lifeguards? Yeah, look, you know, um, lifeguards are more... Uh, they're there for more than jumping in and saving lives. They're there for customer service. They're there for, um, you know, uh, they're looking after behavior around, you know, crowd control and things like that. Um, you know, lifeguards are all a preventative, it's a preventative tool. So if you think about that, it's, it's there to, lifeguards are there to prevent incidents from taking place. So, I mean, the amount of training that we go through uh, and we give our staff in terms of, recognizing and uh you know incidents before they take place um you know cameras can't jump in if there is an incident they can't jump in they can't pull people out they can't do cpr not yet anyway well not yet but (laughs) i think it's i think it's beyond our lifetime but uh but you know so the, the 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 need for lifeguards is absolutely paramount and uh Mm -hmm. you know all of these systems are not there to replace lifeguards what, what it can do, and I think, you know, this is not just a, a safety tool. This is also an analytic, analytics tool. Um, and what it's going to do is going to be able to assist uh, um, operators and, and, you know, even single operators to understand their peaks and troughs in real time and real data um, and be more efficient with the deployment of lifeguards. And certainly with the uh, the aid of, you know, wearing a watch, most of all these watches have got GPS tracking, all those sorts of things as well. So that's something we could be sort of looking into, obviously, the patterns of, of you know, where the lifeguard is supervising and how many rotations, how long they're standing still, those sorts of things. Is, is that something that could be sort of implemented into that software program? Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm not the, the algorithm team, but uh, but certainly, you know, the, the, the I guess the... Technology is endless, right? Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's really about what what is our priority right now, and our priority right now is the safety alerts. Um, and because we're not tracking individuals, we, we have all unidentified data. We're, we're we're unable to determine who's the lifeguard, who's a patron, etc. So I think you know we mm-hmm. we start when we move into that space, we start to move into more data protection and, and privacy issues. Um, but I think, mm-hmm. I think, you know, that makes sense. Um, and it's not a big brother is watching kind of scenario. It's really about how do we, how do we more effectively, um, uh, position lifeguards, um, to support, you know, to make the facilities more, more safe. Yeah. Now you mentioned, um, obviously the, the data collection that we're, we're, we're sort of looking at. So give us a sort of an example of, of the types of data, data it's collecting, things like head counts, or how does it deal with things like objects in the way, line of sight, glare issues, you know, those drowning patterns that you sort of mentioned. And that gives a bit of an insight about the, the data that it's sort of learning from. Yeah. Look, uh, I suppose what, what it's collecting and what it's learning from, um, our, is, is similar, but what it's, displaying for customers um, so we live swimmer head counts at all times so each each pool has has a swimmer head count that's displayed on the watch at all times so the the, the thought of 
you know, 15 minute headcounts, uh, you know, goes out the window that that's no longer necessary. Uh, it's all automated and it's tracked and, and logged in a dashboard. Um, but what, what the, what the, you know, talk about glare and, um, uh, objects in the water. Interestingly, when Linksight was deployed here in Australia, um, the system had never seen learn to swim platforms before as an example. Right. So there was lots of alerts being triggered on that, hey, if someone is submerged or something is submerged underwater here, uh, you need the lifeguards to go and check. Now, the this is where the whole machine learning and AI um, power comes in. The system has now learnt what the difference between a body is and what a learner swim platform, for example. So now we, we, we don't get alerts on learner swim platforms. So if you think about if we've got a system on a learner swim pool, it's now only um, tracking the safety of patrons. It's not looking for kickboards. It's not looking for, um, you know, learner swim platforms or goggles on the bottom of the pool or things like that. So this is the intelligence that, that, uh, that the AI has is it, it's always learning. And if we talk about data, um, you got to remember that this, like I said earlier, this is deployed uh, internationally in about eight countries. Uh, and so all of the data that we're collecting um, helps inform the system and makes it, makes it more intelligent. So the more, the more systems we deploy over time, uh, the, the smarter this thing will be and uh, the, the quicker alerts will come, uh, the, you know, the safer our patrons will be basically. Yeah. Now the, the, the biggest pet hate of a lifeguard is glare. How do we deal with glare? How does the camera sort of be able to see through the water, you know, if it's got that glare from outside windows, natural lighting, those sorts of things? Yeah, look, this comes down to the deployment plans that we put in place. So when, we, when we're putting a system in, we would go and do a survey on a site and we would, we would look at where the camera is going to be placed uh, and we would make sure that if, if there's glare at one particular point in the day and it, it's blinding one camera, there's another camera that's picking up the slack essentially and looking at that space. So, you know, how we train our lifeguards with their scanning patterns to overlay and, and cross over, same, we, we do the same thing with our cameras. So we're making sure that there's always an overlap uh, and there's never any, uh, you know, dead spots, I suppose, in the, uh, around the facility. The other, with, with, with glare, um, because we're mounting the cameras high, as high as possible, um, it does remove a lot of that, uh, a lot of those issues. Yeah, no, that's um, that, that that's great use of, of that. And as you said, it's it may be possible to utilise cameras if they're appropriately placed. But, um, but as you said, the uh, the the initial setup um, to get those cameras right um, will be uh, certainly crucial. Now. I've been looking into this AI with Google Gemini, this multimodal um, effect of uh, collecting data. Now, you obviously, with videos, you're collecting video, um, transporting that into a uh, sort of some sort of data set. Um, they're actually starting to use audio and speech and those sorts of things. Is that something that is mindful that you can use maybe the audio within the, the, the center as well in the future? Yeah, look, I'll give you an example of audio in <laughs> and we all know this, but I, and I'm not yeah. telling anyone how to suck eggs, but um, yeah. built into the watches is actually a walkie talkie function. So, you know, technically we could remove uh, 
two-way radios from pool deck and you just use the watches um mm-hmm. but the noise in inside and and mm-hmm. i just walked out of out of a facility um it's very difficult so um yeah i i think that the, again you know where technology is heading there's certainly going to be opportunities for improvement um you know and different yeah. you know overlays of of uh, or features i suppose um yeah but the the big thing is that human behavior doesn't change from a in a drowning perspective it's the same yeah. no matter where you live in the world it's it's the same um so it makes it a lot easier to sort of aggregate and um and teach the system yeah now the other big word is um, obviously with a lot of these big companies um, coming under fire is uh, cybersecurity and sort of hackers and privacy. Um, what sort of steps are sort of getting taken into that respect? Because obviously we're we're videoing people in the pool. Um, we need to keep that sort of private within their companies. How, how are we sort of dealing with that? Yeah, look, you know, it, it, it's a hot topic, um, and you know, the, from a Linksight perspective, we we follow the guidelines and and the rules implemented across the world, and and um, you know, we get audited on an ongoing basis about our data collection and the privacy, um, and and it's specific to every region. So, you know, for example, in Germany, it's one of the world's uh, most stringent um, cybersecurity, or, or the GDPR is is most stringent. Um, policy in the world um, and we're deploying in Germany so you know we're compliant with with different regions um, and and it's specific to those regions so in Australia um, you know a lot of the uh, well actually all of our customers have uh, on-site servers so the data that's being collected is actually theirs it doesn't go off-site it stays on-site and it's managed managed there um, it is it is housed in uh, AWS servers uh, again all here in Australia so um you know com- it, it's a little bit beyond me in terms of knowing exactly the 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 um i guess the stringent rules but um but because we're audited all the time uh the data is is very secure yeah now, I want to go back to the lifeguarding and you sort of mentioned that, you know, it, it is going to change, um, certainly, you know, in the way we, we're actually training new lifeguards um, into the system. You, you mentioned, the, you know, it could replace walkie-talkies, um, hand signals might sort of diminish or, or go away. Um, but certainly, you know, I think um, a collection of all sorts of communications, um, obviously, if you've got a watch on, um <laughs> you might be changing a lane rope and it's under the water. You might not get that alert, you know, straight away. So there's sort of other things, but certainly the way where we're teaching or retraining or requalifying lifeguards uh, with the use of AI is certainly going to change, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the best way that I, I think about this when I get these types of questions is, you know, 20, 20 plus years ago, you know, when I, when I did my lifeguard course, we were taught hand signals. So we were taught, you know, spinal rescue and, your major emergency, etc. Um, you know, and then we, yeah, exactly, like spinal. And then, and then we moved. Then we moved to uh, whistles, right? So then we implemented whistles within the workflow. So now we've got hand signals and whistles. And then we moved to two-way radios. So now we've got three tools that a lifeguard has: uh, hand signals, two-way radio, and a whistle. Um, this is just. In my mind, this is just the next evolution, right? So now lifeguards have a watch. So they've got four tools that, that, uh, that they're using. So from a, from a training perspective, there's definitely going to be changes in the way uh, lifeguards operate. 
A great analogy I, I think about is, uh, you know, X amount of years ago, planes didn't have autopilot. They were just, it was just a pilot in a cockpit flying the plane. Now, you wouldn't even think about getting on a plane without autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. So technology is advancing the way that we as, I guess, customers or consumers um, interact with products and services. Uh, but it's also advancing the way that, that we, you know, um, that we service our customers as well. So, yeah, that, that's probably the best way that I think about it. It's just a tool, mm. another tool. And yeah, adding another layer, because obviously if one of those other layers, um, you know, even the AI layer, if that falls over, you still can get reverted back to, and they're aware of how, how to sort of, uh, you know, arrange an emergency or respond to that emergency without and the use of AI. And that, absolutely. You know, yeah, great point, Steve. And I think it's really important to note that, you know, we are working with technology. So it's, you know, we have limitations here in Australia with our internet is a, is a great example. Mm -hmm. So there are mm -hmm. times that the system isn't live. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we might have a, the internet might go out, the servers might go, go out. So yep. the thing is, it's not, it doesn't, the world doesn't end because it do, it's not in service. So, you know, we revert back to what we know and that's using, instead of four tools, we now got three tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect example, uh, a lot of our regional areas, they've had bushfires um, and a lot of their facilities were powers were cut um, and, you know, they were still operating for a few hours until they sort of couldn't. Um, but, yeah, they wouldn't have had that sort of AI during those sort of power failures um, and so forth. So it's really important to know that's just, just another layer um, and to make sure that we've got all those other areas uh, still within our training packages. Now, this sort of leads me into, um, you know, still with the lifeguard and, and you know, receiving those alerts. Um, how many alerts are too many? Uh, sort of that boy who cried wolf scenario. If you, you've got your watch pinging off 20, 30, 40 times a day, you're going to get pretty blase about it, aren't you? Yeah, well, in, in actual fact, if I was a lifeguard and, and that was annoying, I'd just take the <laughs> watch off, off, right? Yeah, exactly. and, and there is an inherent problem because you take the watch off, something happens, you know, it, mm. it's not good. So... Um, yeah, it's a good question. And, um, you know, I guess there is an ISO standard or there's an international standard for, uh, for this type of, of technology. And, it's, and it sits at around five alerts per pool per day. Now, what mm -hmm. we're seeing in our trends is that we, some pools are a little bit over that, but they're facilities that have, you know, one and a half million visitations a year, very, very busy. Um, so, you know, you would expect that there would be a few more I guess, on average alerts. Um, but typically we're sitting anywhere between one to three alerts per pool per day. So if you think mm -hmm. about, you know, a pool with, with five, uh, sorry, a facility with five pools, getting three alerts per day, uh, you know, and it's open for 15 hours, it's one alert an hour. So it's not, it's not uh, that's if my maths is correct, but, um, but it's not, it's not going off all the time and the beauty is it's learning. So, you know, it's getting more efficient in those types of alerts. We're even getting feedback from lifeguards right now that say, um, you know, right at the start, they weren't real, they weren't real um, confident that the system uh, would alert on, on proper incidents. Um, and uh, now we're getting, getting feedback saying, we are so happy that this is installed because we miss these types of things. So, mm. you know, it's certainly not becoming a pain. 
Yeah, yeah, and and certainly that's what we're looking on at the uh, the National Aquatic Industry Committee as well is is that how many patrons can a lifeguard actually physically, um, you know, sort of supervise? So this AI will come into the conversation um, into that as well. One to one hundred has always been. I think that figure was just plucked out of nowhere um, and just a guesstimate. Uh, new studies have come out that saying, well, maybe 75 or even 50 um, is more realistic um, sort of term. But certainly with AI, if we've got that, then it's, you know, things may change. So um, it's certainly been a really interesting topic about today. Um, and that's so what we um, think, if you want to just give uh, our listeners a bit of a, a heads up of, of if somebody was interested in um, Linux and uh, site and uh, uh, how to get in contact with you and, um, you know, those sorts of things. So are you on social media? What sort of platforms are you on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can, you can contact me on my, my LinkedIn page uh, and I, I'll, I look at that all the time. Uh, email is, is the easiest one and, you know. Yeah, I'll um, put those links up. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to get in contact with me. My phone is on twenty four seven, unfortunately for, my, for, for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you send me an email, I'll, I'll certainly get back to you. Um, you know, within twenty four hours. Yeah, oh, that's that's great. I really appreciate your time. It's uh, certainly an interesting topic. Um, I'm sure that this won't be the last uh, we will hear of AI. It will be certainly uh, in our conversations uh, for the next few years as it develops and how we integrate this uh, into our new working patterns. Uh, so I really appreciate your time today, Dan, and uh, we'll sign off uh, for this week. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening to us on Pool Deck and we will see you in our next episode. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Dan.